Welcome and thank you for joining us. At Worship Harvest, we believe that we are a movement of the gospel, discipleship and mission. And we are committed to catalyzing spiritual, social and economic renewal in our immediate communities and as a result, the world. Here is this week's teaching. But today, as we look at this is church, I want us to look at the centrality of Christ. The centrality of Christ. And that's for us to examine the idea that the reason the church exists is Jesus. The reason the church exists is who? Jesus. He is the head and we are the body. If you have ever looked at pictures of a baby developing in a what? In the womb. What usually grows first? It's the head. It's the head. You know, there is some, this will not happen to you in the name of Jesus. But sometimes in medicine, in order to save a person, they have to cut off certain parts of their body if they are creating a situation that endangers the whole person. They call it amputation can cut off a hand, a foot, a leg, and the person is still alive. There is no medical procedure that I know of that is intended to keep a person alive that involves cutting off the head. Do you know about it? That's not amputation. It's called decapitation, and it usually means the end. Are you there? It's not there. Okay. So, he is the head. So when the body starts behaving as if the head, again, this shall not happen to you in the name of Jesus. But again, in, in uh, life and medicine and what, sometimes people go through a situation where their, their head and body coordination gets a little bit destroyed so that the body is not doing what the head wants I don't know if there are any doctors in the house and what they call that when the body does something that the head has not told it huh huh no like a person starts slapping themselves have you seen those scenarios involuntary what yeah Jene, slapping yourself, scratching yourself, something without the instruction of the head. It's very dangerous when the body starts acting independent of the head. Very, very. Now, that's the same thing that happens when the church starts acting like, like Jesus is some guy there, leaves the cross over there, and forget him. No, the reason actually a lot of the church is in trouble is because we have taken Jesus from the center and we've put some other things there. Sometimes, including people. Am I making sense? So, for the church 
to remain effective, alive, and full of life, it, we must get back to the centrality of what? Of Christ. Uh, when uh, Pastor Matt was speaking in Proclaim, he said something uh, which reminded me of something I read in Alan Hash's book, The Forgotten Ways. He said, the church doesn't have a mission Rather, the mission has a church. Can I throw some big words so that you know that I'm also educated? <laughs> he said that usually we start with our ecclesiology. Yeah. And he said our ecclesiology informs our missiology. Yeah? And then our missiology informs our Christology. When that happens, we are moving in reverse. But rather, it should be our Christology, which informs our missiology, which informs our ecclesiology. Tell your neighbor, I have understood. My God, my God. Yeah. And moreover, I haven't even started preaching yet. Christology is the understanding of who Christ is. And missiology is the study of the mission of Christ. And ecclesiology is the study of the church. Ecclesia. Ecclesia. Okay? So, when we understand who Jesus is and the mission of Christ, by the way, Christ is on mission. Yeah. If you claim to be saved, you receive the person who is on mission. So if you are not, you probably have another Lord and you didn't know it all along. We, 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 we. Christ, understanding him and why he came. And understanding the mission to which he has sent us. Because it says, as the Father sent me, so send I you. So we are a sent people. Amen. Everybody, if you don't respond, we will take long to get to the someone. Because I'm still trying to get the introduction in. We are a sent people. And it is that mission that informs how we behave and operate as a church. Because before ever there was a church, there was Christ. And there was a mission. What came first? The church or Jesus? Isn't the church a result of the mission of Jesus? That means the church can't be something there that does something else. No. The church is a result of the mission. Go therefore make disciples of all the nations baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son and Holy Spirit and teaching them to observe all things that I've commanded you and lo I'm with you always even to the end of the age. And behold we here we are as the vehicle through which Jesus is going to accomplish the mission. Amen. 
So welcome to Worship Harvest Ministries Missiono Church. So our Christology should inform our missiology, we should inform our ecclesiology. Amen. So the church doesn't have a mission, the mission has a church. We belong to the mission of Jesus. Amen. Now, here are seven reasons why we must embrace the centrality of Christ. Seven reasons. If, if, if the Lord helps us, we'll get through them. Yeah. I used to have one point. Nowadays, I have seven. Seven reasons why we must embrace the centrality of Christ. Reason one is because it all began with Jesus. Yeah, if it begins with a person, you'd better embrace that person as the reason you exist. It all began with Jesus. Give me Acts 1, 1 to 3. The former account, let's read together. The former account I made, O Theophilus, of all that, who Jesus began both to do and teach. Now, one of the ways you can enjoy church yeah, is by reading the scriptures loudly. Yeah, I'm telling you, something happens when you read loudly as opposed to lousily. Like, for example, if you read the former account I made Theophilus, yeah, that's how some of you are reading. You need to read it loudly so that even your neighbors know that you, you know how to read. This business of reading being a preserve of a few. No, we ban it. Yeah, you ban. Everyone knows how to read loudly. Let's try again. Uh-huh. The former account. I made all Theophilus of all that Jesus began both to do and teach. Now, this former account he's talking about is the book of Luke. The writer is Luke. By the way, this, this is church says we'll be going through the book of Acts in case you're wondering. So, in this season, you, it's good for you to read the book of Acts. Yeah. I know you may have been reading another book, like Facebook, but you can also read the book of Acts the Acts of the Apostles. It's the fifth book in the New Testament. If you follow, follow like this, Matthew, Mark, Luke, Johnny, next will be Acts. So the former account he's talking about is the book he wrote before, which was the book of Luke. And he's saying that of that account told of all that Jesus began both to what? I'm very interested in this, in this verse. I'm interested in this verse. And I also know you're interested in this verse. Jesus began to do what? To both what? Do and teach. You see, we grew up in an education system that focuses on teaching, speaking, words, and very little doing. Yeah, that's why you remember all that stuff you crammed to pass exams. And yet when they give you a simple task, you can't think. Yeah. You know about Saskatchewan, Mansa Musada, Homi, what, let me ask you, why, why, why did you study all that? Katohon Method, Ingoni, East African Ray Ray. We studied the East African Ray Ray history and then we end up with no Ray Ray lines in the country. Like, what's wrong with that? Yeah, how can you study East African Ray Ray and then there's no Ray Ray? 
Even the one that those people built that many years ago, we managed to get all the metals and med securities out of it. You fear the man eaters of Savo. <laughs> yeah. If you achieve nothing out of your coming here today, have fun. Oh. Do, do they still give sodas after garage? Oh yeah, there is even sodas after garage. So I'll say, Jesus began both to do and teach. It tells us a thing about Jesus that we need to learn. Do more than you talk. Do more than you talk. Don't be a, a talker. You see people who talk too much and do little. They are called momentum fakers. There are four types of leaders. You want to know? The first and worst kind are momentum breakers. They break even the little momentum you're trying to create when you are trying. Uh, business people, are you here? When, when you identify the one in your business, don't shout. Just take note of it and go do something about it tomorrow. So there are momentum breakers. You're trying to move the thing forward. Now while you're stepping on the what? Accelerator. For them, their foot is secretly somewhere connected to the brake pedal. So you wonder, too much, man, why aren't we moving quickly? You got momentum breakers. That's the worst sort. Then the next level are momentum takers. They will take whatever momentum is given to them. When the team is winning, they are also winning. When the team is losing, they are losing. They, can't, they don't have what it takes to create momentum. They take whatever, they are, they are feelers. Yeah. And most businesses, about 70% of the people are that type. And then you have that, that third level, which is the true, true, they are momentum makers. Those are U-turn leaders. When the thing is moving in the wrong direction, they will figure out how to stop it, turn it around, and then start moving it in the right what? direction. Those are the players they bring on in the 80th minute when the team is losing. And somehow, by the 90th minute, the team is winning. They are momentum makers. Tell your neighbor, I'm a momentum maker. Now you'd think that it's over. We've identified the three categories. But there is a deceptive kind that you need to be aware of. They look like momentum makers. They talk like momentum makers. They dress like momentum makers. Maybe they even work like momentum makers. But when you examine them deeply, how do you do that? You give them a task. Yeah, that's how you examine deeply. What do you do? You give them a task. They fail miserably. They are momentum fakers. All they do is talk, 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 talk. They will talk and you feel like, oh my God, we have a leader in our midst. Hey! Until the first problem shows up and they collapse. <laughs> yeah. So 
So you can tell me all you like to tell me about you and God and all the what until you just, just start a mission or community. Yeah, because the only way you can prove that you have something in you is how it impacts what? People. Yeah. You see, there is a lot of immature people in church who people unfortunately think they are mature. The only sign of maturity is reproduction. Verse 2, verse 2. This is getting too sensitive at the beginning. Verse two. Give me verse 2. Hey, together, until the day in which he was taken up after he through the Holy Spirit had given commandments to the apostles whom he had chosen. Next verse. To whom he also presented himself alive after his suffering by many infallible proofs, being seen by them during 40 days and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. So this is about Jesus. So the account of Acts is a continuation of the life and ministry of Jesus. Through the apostles whom he, two things, one, appointed and then gave commandments. The only, the only proof that you are now you are a disciple of Jesus is if you are, under, if you are commandable. Hallelujah. Woo. Colossians 1.17 And he is before all things. And in him all things consist. And he is the head of the body. The church who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead. That in all things he may have the what? The preeminence. In how many things? That in marriage he may have the word. That in finances he may have the word. That at your workplace he may have the. That in the way you behave in traffic he may have the. Can someone talk to me? What's going on? Why is this section of the church quiet? Does he have the preeminence in all things or in some things? That in your eating he may have the. That in your working he may have the. That in your sleeping, he may have the hallelujah. Hey, Woo! Jesus, 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 that he in all things, that in your dressing, he may have the shekeba. I'm preaching better than you're listening. Ooh, that he may have the preeminence. That he may have the preeminence. In your ministry, he may have the preeminence in all things. That is Jesus. So, point one, it began with Jesus. And I've already used up two-thirds of the time. So, and there are seven. The second reason why we must embrace the centrality of Christ is that it will end with Jesus. It began with Jesus. It will end with Jesus. He's the Alpha and Omega. That's why they sang that song. You are Alpha and Omega. We worship you alone. You are worthy to be praised. 
sing the chorus. We give you Verse 9 to 11. Acts 1, verse 9 to 11. Verse 9 to 11. Together. Now, when they had spoken these things, while they watched, he was taken up, and a cloud received him out of their sight. And while they looked steadfastly toward heaven, as he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel, who also said, men of Galilee, why do you stand gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus who was taken up from you into heaven will so come in like manner as you, have, as you saw him go into heaven. One of the hopes of the believer is the return of our Lord Jesus Christ. Paul writes and says that if in this life only we know Christ Jesus, then we of all men are most miserable. This past week, one of our friends, one of our members, one of our brothers, Sam Agaba, went to be with the Lord. It was difficult trying to balance, proclaim what? We had to drive to the barrio after the conference. I'll not tell you how quickly we moved, but we had to go and commiserate with the family. But like Paul says, that we do not mourn like those who don't want. Believe. I pity people who think that they are like cows. In other words, they should put you on the butchery. Yeah, like you, you, you are not a cow. You are not like a cow. You have the life of God, Zoe life. He breathed in them and the thing that God breathed in you, he didn't breathe into a cow. And all those who claim that we came from monkeys, what are they? Monkeys. You see, the problem is all those other medium, midway animals between the monkey, chimpanzee, and us, they are missing. If it takes billions or millions of years for us to evolve from monkey to human, okay? I can't even use a human being as an example. But let's say I'm here, human being. Monkey is there hmm? on all fours two billion years ago. Where are all the other variables? You see, you see, when you are manufacturing something, yeah, the, at every stage there is evidence that the thing is forming. Am I making sense? But you just can't jump, jump from raw material to complete what without any intervening other types. True or not true? I'm talking about common sense, which is no longer common. Yeah. Where, where, where are those which have not, compl not good speech? At least, you know, they are like, sometimes they're on fours, sometimes they're on twos. You know, they've started wearing a little bit of a skirt. Where, where? How can you just go from the other one, which can't talk to these ones, which are flying aeroplanes, and you don't have anything in between? Am I the only one? 
Me, I pity Africans who believe in evolution. They don't know that it, it was created for you. Yeah, it was created for you so that people can claim you are some of the ones in between the other ones and them. No, you don't know. I'm telling you the truth. Please think, wake up and think. The whole point of evolution is to decide that some human beings are not yet fully formed. Most blessed, most glorious, the ancient of days, almighty, victorious, thy great name we praise. First Thessalonians chapter 4 verse 16 to 17 For the Lord himself will descend from heaven not quietly with a shout. Look, when the end comes, don't worry. He will not miss it. To be loud. With the voice of an angel with the trumpet of God and the dead in Christ will rise first. That will be first shift. Then we who are alive Paul put himself in the we that way back then. You can also put yourself in the we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air and thus we shall always be with the Lord. That's the second shift. Why must seven reasons why the church should embrace the centrality of Christ. Number three, because salvation is found in Jesus. Salvation is found in Jesus. Acts chapter 2 verse 36 to 38. I told you it's just Acts. Acts. Therefore let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God has made this Jesus whom you crucified both Lord and Christ. He's both Lord and Messiah, Savior, Christ. He's the one, he's the one, he's the one. Uh, this is Peter preaching after the Holy Spirit had come. Let's continue. Give me the next verse. And then he says... Now when they had this, they were what? Cut to the heart and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? Then Peter said to them, repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins and shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. God has made Jesus both Lord and Christ. Look, you can come up with all you want. But God has made Jesus both Lord and Christ. And that's the message that saves sinners. That's the message that saves sinners. Yes, we should feed the hungry. Yes, we should clothe the naked. Yes, we should house the destitute. Yes, we should educate those who have no, no means. But we should never stop proclaiming this message for that's the message that saves sinners. You can educate a person until they think incredible thoughts, but only Jesus can change the heart. You can educate the mind, but only Jesus can change the heart. That's why you have very brilliant people who don't know how much they are loved and therefore don't know how to love. Acts 4.12 for 12 nor is there salvation in any other 
For there is how many? No other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. You know, you must convince yourself first that the Bible is true. In case you have had a crisis of faith questioning whether the Bible is true and what is going to happen to all the people in Iran and all the people what I have, we all have, unless you don't want to ask yourself those questions. Billy Graham did. And he had to come to a point where he said, Lord, I'm going to believe your word as it is. And that's why God used him powerfully. There's so much about the Bible that's so mysterious that if you, you see, Jesus told Nicodemus, ah, I've told you earthly things and you, you are struggling to believe. What happens if I start telling you heavenly things? Like you just freak out. So this little that we have in a book, believe it. Believe it. Believe it. Because otherwise if you, you start being subjected to those creatures that have wing, eyes under the wings, eyes under the body, eyes on the head, and, and they are moving in four directions at the same time. Just believe it. Number four. Healing, restoration, and wholeness are in Jesus. Ah, healing, restoration, and wholeness are in Jesus. In Acts chapter 3, verse 11, I'll start there, but let me tell you the story. Peter and John, they were going to the temple at the hour of prayer, and at the gate of beautiful, they found a man who had been there begging for years and they asked them for money and they said, silver and gold, we have none. But that which I have, I give to you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. In, in whose name? Of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Get up and walk. And he picked him by the hands and he stood up and they leapt and he started walking. And things went haywire because people were like, what is this? Because they knew the man. Verse 11, together. Now as the lame man who was healed held on to Peter and John. Are you seeing the picture? Held on to. My God. Hey. <laughs> what happened? All the people ran together to them in the porch, which is called Solomon's, greatly amazed. So when Peter saw it, he responded to the people, men of Israel, why do you marvel at this? Oh, why look so intently at us as though by our own power or godliness we have made this man walk. In case you want to start operating in miracle ministry, it is not by your own power or godliness. Better one of these days you should start operating in miracles. It's very humbling. You realize how God can use a useless person like you to, to, to bless people. And you're like, me? Me? What happened? Yeah, every time I hear all those stories people send about how I am like, I, I, I wasn't even serious. One time, there was a, a group of young men, they had a car. Back then, they, they had a small car and they were, I think they were broke because they, this car also was broke. It used to break down every Sunday as, as a matter of principle. 
at the end of garage, you would find them in a corner somewhere trying to fix that car every single Sunday. Yeah, their mechanic was a guy called Wire, because he does wiring. Yeah. So one time, I'm just walking around the compound greeting people before, we, before the building grew bigger. We had the compound somewhere in the corner. And I, I found them and I shared them about their guy. I said, what? Here you are again. I said, it will never happen in Jesus' name again. Their car. I was just joking. It never broke down again. Yeah. The third week, why are called? Because he was used to be called to being called every Sunday around twelve o'clock. He knew he had income. No one is calling. So now he calls. Guys, what happened to the car? Like the pastor prayed for it. I was joking. So why I came to church. <laughs> verse 13, verse 13. The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, are you reading? Uh, the God of our fathers glorified who? His servant, Jesus. Hey. Whom he delivered up whom you delivered up and denied in the presence of Pilate when he was determined to let him go next verse but you denied the holy one and the just and asked for a murderer to be granted to you that was Barabbas was it? yes and killed the prince of life whom God raised from the dead which, of which we are witnesses and his name are you with me? through faith in his name whose name? Jesus he has made this man strong whom you see and know. Yes, the faith which comes through him has given him this perfect soundness in the presence of you all. Wow. Wow. Give me Acts, Acts, Acts 29 and 30. When they, they had been threatened, you know now this is like a continuation. They took them, threatened them. Why did you heal the man? What we in the, you? They didn't say in the name of Jesus. We cannot find you talking through this name again. Uh, now, they said, no. Of course, we are going to talk about Jesus. Uh, you can do whatever you want. Okay, that's my version. And then they went together and, and reported to their friends, and they started praying. Look what they prayed. Now, Lord, look on their threats and grant to your servants that with all boldness they may speak your word. This is their response to being threatened. By stretching out your hands to heal and that signs and wonders may be done through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. Not through the name of Moses Mkiza. Through the name of your holy servant, Jesus, signs and wonders will be done and the servants of God will speak with boldness. Did I tell you about the guy who had 100% uh, no healings in his healing ministry? 100% no healings. Not even a single person ever got healed in his ministry. Do you know how he achieved it? He didn't pray for any single person to be healed. Ish. Eh. <laughs> he didn't pray for any single person to be healed and he got 100% results of no healing. 
That shall not be your ministry. That shall not be your ministry. Point five. Boldness, courage, and faith are found in Jesus. Acts 4.13 says that now when they saw the boldness, Acts 4.13, 4.13, now, where are we? Now, when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were uneducated and untrained men, they marveled and they realized they had been with Jesus. Hey, when you've been with Jesus, boldness shows up. Yeah, look. You probably think that another paper, another what will give you boldness. No, that, that's just, it's good for you and where you work. When it comes to boldness and faith, to look at situations and say, you either move, you either, we either win or you lose. Yeah, you need what? To be with Jesus. It's Jesus, 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 Jesus. Through and through. Are, are you still here? Point six, because I'm running out of time. No KB. Just, just, just points. Yeah. Just points. Did you know that I'm an introvert? <laughs> These things that they tell people to feel in what, what, what. Me, I'm an introvert. Mbu, mbu. Mbu Amani Trovat. I tell you, it's a lie indeed. You see, you don't have to embrace all those things. Yeah. If I had allowed, I would be preaching while looking at that sense instead of looking at you because of shy. I would be, I would be what? Shy. No. Look. Once you have encountered Jesus, you don't need all those why intro, what, extra, what, whatever. No. I'm a Jesus vat. <laughs> okay. <laughs> be bold, be strong. For the Lord of God is with you. Be bold, be strong. For the Lord your God is with you. Do not be afraid. I'm not dismayed. I am not dismayed. I'm walking in faith and victory. I'm, I'm walking in faith and victory. Oh, I'm walking in faith and victory for the Lord our God is with you. Oh, 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 yeah. Okay, I just started a small concert right now. You know, it's not be bold, be strong because you're an extrovert. It's not be bold, be strong because you're a sanguine. No. The 
first time I did those, what I turned out melancholic. Can you believe it? I refuse. I'm Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm of the Jesus kind. Amen. Number six. Looks a bit like four, but take it as it is. Yeah. Signs, wonders are in Christ Jesus. Yes, the other one was healing and restoration. You see, there are two types of miracle. Uh, healing is a, a, a medically related what? Miracle. But there are other miracles that are not medically related, but we sometimes forget. You see, like crossing the Red Sea wasn't healing. <laughs> yeah, crossing the Red Sea isn't healing. That's a miracle. Some of you are going to see miracles this week. This week. This week. Yeah. You see, that car to, to start working perfectly wasn't a healing, it was a miracle. Now, you see, there are different gifts in Acts in Second Corinthians. No, First Corinthians 4, 12, 12. Yeah, the nine gifts of the Spirit. Healing is one, and then miracles is another. They are separate. They are different. Yeah. In fact, I find that for me personally, I, I walk more in miracles than healing. Those who know me know, know that very well. Now, it doesn't, it doesn't mean that people don't get healed when I pray. They do. But these are the things where you can't explain how it worked. Like, how? What happened? Like, even you're trying to figure out how it worked. <laughs> but it worked. Those are miracles. Signs and miracles. Signs and wonders. Acts 8, 5 to 8. Then Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached who? Christ. That's what happens. Who do we preach? Yeah. Don't preach a political party. Yeah, like we can't turn the church into a political party preaching platform. That's even four piece political party preaching platform. No. Here we preach Christ, period. It's eternal. Eternal stuff. And the multitudes with one accord. That wasn't a type of car, by the way. He did the things spoken by Philip, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. For unclean spirits crying with a loud voice. Yeah, those who don't like churches where people cry out with loud voices, it's in the Bible. Came out of many who were possessed and many who were paralyzed and the lame were healed. And there, was, and there was great joy in that city. Amen. You can't say you have embraced Christ without embracing miracle power. Yeah. It's one of the reasons that church must embrace the centrality of Christ to recover miracle power. Yeah. We should be very careful when our faith is now for explaining. Yeah. With no miracle power. Look. Yeah, you're going to have to pray 100 times. If out of 100, two, only two work out, document the two, 
it is, talk about them every time. You every time Andrew Mark preaches, don't you hear him talk about his dead his son who came back from the dead? Yeah. Do you ever hear him talking about all the other dead people they prayed for and they never got back to life? So that's why you don't have a miracle ministry. You don't know how to capitalize on the one out of a hundred that worked. You're focusing on the ninety-nine that didn't work. Come on, people. Yeah, even Jesus, by the way, there were no miracles everywhere. No. At the, at the pool of what? Not that one. That one was the guy. Bethesda. There were many important folk lying in the porches, but only one person got healed. And Jesus was there. Now you're going to question your head. Why, 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 why were all the other people left there not healed? What? Move on. You don't know. You don't know? I don't know. Move on. Operate with what you know. You see, operate with what you know. Leave what you don't know. Operate with what you know. When you operate with what you know, you're going to be a very joyful person like me. You see me here shouting. It's because I am full of joy. I can't contain it. I can't obtain it. Jesus, your love is so, it's so amazing. I, I, it takes me high up to the sky. And when I think about your goodness, it makes me wanna stomp. Acts two two two. Acts twenty. Acts two twenty two. Men of Israel, hear these words. Uh huh. Together, Jesus of Nazareth. What? A man attested by God to you. How? By miracles, wonders, and signs which God did through him in your midst. As Jesus says, no. Attested, attested. Sometimes you can test and see is this thing of God or not by whether there are any miracles, signs, and wonders. Attested to you by God. Like God proved that He is the one who sent Him by miracles, signs. And I, I declare miracles in your ministry in the name of Jesus. I declare that God will attest to the world that you are sent by God. Yes, you shall lay hands on the sick and they will be healed. You shall speak a decree, a thing, and it will happen. That shall be you, not someone else, not some big sword somewhere. That's you, that's you. The seventh point. We have almost arrived. I'm going to invite Pastor Angela and B3 to come now because I'm out of time completely. My timing screen has been reading zero for a long time. My goodness. The seventh point, the power of the Holy Spirit is available in Jesus. In Jesus. What's available? The power of the Holy Spirit. Yes. In Jesus. Available. Ladies, let's hurry up. Man. I said the power of the Holy Spirit is available. Acts 10, 42, 44. Peter is preaching in Cornelius' house. And he, command, and he says, this is Peter speaking, and he commanded us to preach to the people and to testify that it is he who, orde, who was ordained by God to be judge of the living and the dead. To him, all the prophets witness that through his name, whoever believes in him will receive remission of sins. While Peter was still speaking these words, the Holy Spirit fell upon all those who had the word. The Bible says, and they began to speak in tongues. Amen. Amen. I'm sure you have already heard some of that. Uh, 
not part of Mr. Quaker's program. <laughs> John said that I, I baptize you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. Matthew said, with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Amen, 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 amen. Amen, amen, amen. Hallelujah. Do you receive the word? Are you ready to receive the centrality of Christ and his glory and his goodness and his love and his care for you? Someone here, the Father wants you to know he loves you. Yes. He loves you. He loves you. You, 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 you have questions and doubts. The Father wants you to know he loves you. Deeply, 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 deeply. He loves you deeply. Amen. Can we get up on our feet as we respond to this word? The word of the Lord to us this morning about the centrality of Christ. That when we focus on Jesus, we receive his power in our lives. It starts to work in us. When we focus on ourselves, all we see is weakness and, you know, um, what's, what, what we don't have and, and what we can't do. So I want you to take a moment right now and start to pray in the Spirit. Start to open yourself up to see Jesus Christ, to see His power in your life this morning, to receive what, what is available in Him. Not in you, but in Him. In Him. It's available for you. What do you need this morning? What is it that you want Jesus to do in your life that he has available for you? Because in him is the fullness of the Godhead. And this morning, you're here, you're watching us online at all our locations and hosting centers. And you've never met Jesus, Lord of your life. He loves you. He wants to come into your life and begin to do miracles and to begin to make you a wonder in your, in your generation. He wants to give you purpose. He wants to give you hope and a future. He wants to be your father. He wants to be your friend. And today he is calling. Jesus is calling. He's drawing you in. I want you to refuse fear in your life right now. And I want you to do something so simple because Jesus is calling. There is great deliverance today. There is great deliverance today. Deliverance from demonic oppression, from habits that have bothered you for years, from rejection in your family, from whatever it is that you've carried, burdens, burdens, depression, a lack of joy, a lack of peace, and, and a dissatisfaction. Jesus wants to be your savior today and your Lord, and he wants to deposit his life in your life and give you hope again. I want you to put your hand up if you're saying today, I want to make Jesus Lord of my life. Put your hand up boldly without fear. Just put that hand up where you are at home, online, at this location here at Nalia. We don't want to embarrass you. We just want to connect you. Yes, we see those hands. Put it up boldly, my brother, my sister. Put those hands up. Pastors, you run to those people quickly. Yes, I see those hands. Just put it up boldly. Say, I'm the one today. I want Jesus to come into my life at those locations. If you're alone in a taxi, alone at a workplace, you don't need an audience. Just you putting up your hand is responding. You're saying, I am saying yes to Jesus. Put your hand up boldly. Without, if there's fear in your heart, don't allow it. That's the enemy trying to stop you because he knows what will happen if you say yes to Jesus. Put that hand up boldly, my brother, my sister. Today is the day of your salvation. Don't be afraid. 
Today you're saying yes to the one who made you. Yes to the one who created you. I want you to pray this simple prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus, today I come to you. I receive you as my Lord and Savior. Today I am born again. I believe that you died for my sins and that I am your beloved. Take my life and do something significant with it. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Friends, there is a rejoicing in heaven and we can join heaven right now to rejoice for our brothers and sisters who have come home today. If you're watching us and you're not at a location, there's a number on your screen. 0775-642449. Send a message to that number. There's a pastor waiting to connect with you and help you make sense of what has happened. So go ahead and do so. There's people in this room today who are watching us and you came with pain in your body. Jesus wants to heal you, not because of anything you've done or because you deserve it, but because he's your healer. He loves to heal. He distributes healing and miracles. So today, if you're in need of a miracle or healing, I want you to put one hand up and together touch the place that is paining. You're saying, today I'm receiving my healing. Just go ahead right now. Do it. Just put one hand up and one hand touch the place where there is pain. We are going to pray and Jesus is moving right now wherever you are and he is healing you. Father, we thank you for Jesus Christ that in him our healing is guaranteed. I rebuke every sickness, every pain in anybody right now. We command you bones, hear the word of the Lord. Muscles, hear the word of the Lord. Blood, hear the word of the Lord. Body parts, hear the word of the Lord. Receive your healing. Receive miracles. What needs to be recreated? We recreate you in the name of Jesus. We command migraines to go in the name of Jesus. Backache to go in the name of Jesus. Peptic ulcers to disappear in the name of Jesus. Blood sicknesses to go in the name of Jesus. We cast HIV, cancer. We cast you. There is no name above the name of Jesus. Father, affirm your word in everybody right now that is watching. Receive your healing. No more shall you carry that affliction in your body in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. I believe that today there's going to be a baptism of the Holy Spirit and a sign of that is speaking in tongues. I'm going to ask uh, pastors and missionary leaders, can you just put up your hand? I need you to be aware. Where are the pastors? So there are people in the room today that are going to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. You're here today and you have never spoken in tongues. You believe someone told you that it's okay for you not to speak in tongues. But speaking in tongues is a sign that you have received the baptism of the Holy Spirit and also it is a very effective way to pray. So you're in this room and you're online and you have never prayed in tongues before. There's a baptism of the Holy Spirit this morning. Just put up your hand. A pastor is going to come to you and you're going to start praying. Okay, there's a gent pastor. There's a, gent there's a hand over there. There are two hands. Pastors, can I see you moving? Can I see you moving? I need you to lay hands on everyone. Just keep your hand up. Keep your hand up. Keep your hand up. I'd like to invite the whole room right now to just start praying in the Spirit. To just start praying in the Spirit. Thank you for listening to this teaching. We hope that you've been blessed by the Worship Harvest Sermon Series. For more teachings and other resources, visit www.worshipharvest.org or call 0393-281-555. That is 0393-281-555. 
five five five.